Welcome to the Cardboard Crash Course Podcast. This is Ethan Gump, your host, and today in episode 4, we're going to be asking the question, is Twilight Imperium right for you? This will be the perfect episode to listen to if you've never played the game before or are just on the edge of whether you're going to be committing to the base game or the Prophecy of Kings expansion to upgrade your base game. This will also be the perfect video to send to any friends that may or may not be interested in playing the game with you. We're going to be talking today about the base game first of all and jumping right into what the game is, is it worth the price, the complexity, time investment, and playgroup size that I suggest, and all other sorts of things before moving into the expansion. If you already have the base game and are planning to get the expansion, then I'll leave a time code in the description or on the show notes on the CardboardCrashCourse.com website that you can just jump straight to the Prophecy of Kings portion of this episode. Before we get into that, this is my first episode solo without a guest, and I'd love for you to let me know how I'm doing and what I could do to improve this show and make it easier for you to listen to. Yes, you, in the car, driving to work. I'm here for you. This is also the first of these episodes where I ask if a certain type of board game is right for you and your playgroup. It's going to be a little bit shorter than normal, and I think that's going to make it a little bit of a pocket-sized episode. I'd just like to ask of you to leave in the comments section on YouTube, or in any of the ratings if you're listening on your favorite podcast platform, how do you like this episode and the length of it? I really, really appreciate all of your feedback, and you can even jump in the Cardboard Crash Course Discord to give me more personal advice. So without further ado, let me go ahead and talk about what Twilight Imperium even is. And for that, I'd like to jump right into the Fantasy Flight Games website. In short, their first paragraph of the description of this game reads as follows. Each player takes command of one of 17 unique civilizations to compete for interstellar supremacy through warfare, trade, uncertain allegiances, and political dominance. Every faction offers a completely different play experience, from the wormhole-hopping ghosts of Kreis to the Emirates of Hakan, masters of trade and economics. These 17 races are offered many paths to victory, but only one may sit upon the throne of Mechatol Rex as the new masters of the galaxy. This game is set in space, and you take control of one of 17 different completely asymmetric factions that each have a completely different way of winning the game. In order to win the game, you're all set on a victory point track of 10 points, and public objectives as well as secret objectives that are only meant for you to score are available to get to those 10 points. Most of these are worth one point, but later in the game they'll boost up to two. And as long as you reach that 10-point goal, or 14 points if you'd like to play a longer game, then you win. This is a massive game where every single choice that you make throughout the, frankly, hours that you'll be spending playing it is going to affect how your story unfolds throughout the experience. Getting to those 10 points is not quite as simple as just eliminating all the other players or building up a giant massive army. Before we talk about the complexity, however, I'd like to ask, is this game worth the price? Well, in the most literal sense, I'd say yes. The MSRP for Twilight Imperium 4 is 165 US dollars. You can also find it online in places such as Amazon or in the secondary market eBay, for about $100 to $125. That is a big investment, and I understand that the idea of about $100 worth of a board game is completely subjective as to whether that's going to be worth it for your playgroup. 
but that's the question that I'm asking after all. I unfortunately see a lot of gatekeeping when it comes to this game, and people explaining that the amount of time that you get out of it is worth the price, to a literal sense. But I completely understand when 165 MSRP US dollars is just way, way too much. Although I believe that continuing on with this video and seeing about all the different ups and downs, pros and cons of this game is worth it, if the 110, 125 US dollars that you'll be spending on this game just isn't worth it for any experience, I suggest you turn away and look at something else. Unfortunately, the secondary market doesn't often dip below this, and Twilight Imperium 4th Edition just might not be the game for your playgroup, especially if you're not splitting the price. Twilight Imperium 3rd Edition, however, is very, very similar to the game and allows that same sort of massive space opera gameplay that you might be looking for for a much cheaper price. Of course, this game is an earlier edition and came out during the early 2000s, so the art is a little bit outdated, although you can definitely find some charm in it, and the mechanics are a little more complex. The differences between the two is that Twilight Imperium 4th Edition cut down a lot of the keyword complexity that was in 3rd Edition. Many of the things that you can do in the game are now keyworded, and although there are technically more things to do in 4th Edition, especially if you add the expansion, 3rd Edition had a lot more to do with aggressive player interaction. This can cause different types of playstyles, and I'll definitely talk about Twilight Imperium 3rd Edition if enough of you are turned off by the price or just simply like that game style better. But if you're pushing ahead and that's worth it for you, yes, it is worth the price. Although we have such a high cost for the game, I really don't believe that their profit margin is really all too high with it. The amount of components that you get, along with the thousands of cards that are included, is ludicrous. It can cover your entire dining room table and more, which may be turning you off as well. It's a massive game in the most literal sense. Each person will have their own play area, as well as a huge modular board in the middle of the table. It's an epic way of starting the game out, but you definitely have to have a massive flat space. And if you're living somewhere such as an apartment or a small house, or with a lot of kids or animals, it might not be exactly what you're looking for. If you or one of your members in your playgroup can get this large space and a kind of quiet area to play the game in, then you're definitely more likely to be able to actually get it on the table. Also, is it worth the price? Well, it is the number four game of all time according to BoardGameGeek.com. It's an 8.6 out of 10 from thousands of member ratings. Although I don't love to go off of just the ratings of a large group of people, this does say something about it at least being worth what they're asking for. Talking about Board Game Geek and the massive amount of area that this plays, I'd also like to mention their weight meter in complexity. The complexity is really the biggest part of why you may or may not love Twilight Imperium. The weight meter is a 1 out of 5 scale and shows how many things you need to think about, the mental cognition ability you need to have, and the constant asking of different mechanics that are present within the game. The weight of Twilight Imperium 4th edition itself is a 4.29 out of 5, which is a medium high to high rating. It really sounds like I'm just completely telling you not to play this game, but I promise you, the weight comes with the fun factor. 
At any one singular point in the game, I've never found that the game itself is asking me to keep track of like a hundred different things. Instead, it's really asking me, what of these a hundred different options would you like to choose? That's a very, very distinct difference. In a game of engine building, such as Wingspan or Scythe or any one of these games, kind of asks you to keep track of more of a puzzle type thing, but this just isn't the case in Twilight Imperium. It's that and so many other things at once. So you not only have to think about how much you can handle before getting into this game, you also have to think about each member of your playgroup that's going to be playing this game can handle. Speaking of which, the playgroup size is another big factor that you'll have to think about. The game totes itself to be able to play between three or six players. This is kind of misleading, as you can absolutely have a ton of fun, and I personally have, at the three player count. And even if you're just getting into this game, a learning game is perfect as three players because it's cutting half of the complexity out. Remember that each of these factions are completely unique. That's pretty much the one thing that it'll ask you to keep track of other than what's in front of you. So cutting it down to three players instead of six for a first game is a great idea. However, you can see in almost every aspect of this game that it's really balanced for six people. The main thing you're going to be doing in each round of this game is choosing from eight different strategy cards. The strategy cards are balanced so that a lot of what you can do in the game is only available on these cards and it will be your main way of going about your strategy for the entire game round. And a round can last up to about an hour, so you'll have to make that choice carefully. This is one of two of the major reasons as to why you might want to play with that six-player count that it's balanced around, or at least a higher count than three. Five to six is my preferred player count, as you don't get these weird balance situations where you don't see a lot of the cards at three, and you just see way too many at four. If you want to get more in-depth as to why these strategy cards might be different at lower player counts, check out the How to Play Twilight Imperium 4 and Prophecy of Kings on my channel. The second reason as to why you might want more players for this game, and it's worth it getting an entire group of five to six, is that this game happens almost above the table more than it does on the table. Yes, you have to do a lot of different mechanical things on the table, and if you want to participate in warfare, movements, or any of the tactical pieces of this game, then you'll have to be down on the table. But many, many aspects of this game happen when players are simply just talking to each other. There's entire mechanics of this game that require you to trade cards with another player, speak to them, form alliances, get mutual benefits, even get victory points off of simply just having a good relationship with other people. The more people you have in this game, the better. And if you have an even number of people at their table, then each person can have a trade or an alliance partner and are not left out when it comes to something like that. If your meta is completely flexible and you're not going to completely dump on somebody, especially during their first game, this is less important. But as you get more and more serious with the game, you'll definitely want an even higher player count. So that's a huge aspect. Can you, or do you already have, members of your family or friends that are willing to try this game with you? Maybe a couple just to start, but can you convince more people to play? Can you introduce them to the wonderful, amazing space opera that is Twilight Imperium? You'll definitely have to consider that beforehand, because there is no solo or two-player modes. 
and unfortunately the two-player modes that are homebrewed online just simply don't work out too well. You can do it, but I really don't suggest it. Speaking of things you can do but I don't really suggest, you could play this game in as little as four hours. The time on the box is 240 to 480 minutes, or four to eight hours. Yes, if your playgroup is completely focused on the game, does not talk at all, does not have any sort of relationships above the table, and just grinds out the game as fast as they can, you could finish in four hours. But if you're doing that, I don't suggest you play Twilight Imperium. Twilight Imperium is about forming alliances, friendships, enemies, and telling your story over an entire day. So the time investment is the next big thing I want to talk about. I have never had an in-person game of Twilight Imperium take less than seven hours. This is because a lot of the time we'll make an entire day about it. Not only is the game our main focus, but we also leave the table from time to time to take stretch breaks, have food together, do something together outside of the game before getting back to it. You will want to put away an entire day for this game. Unfortunately, if you want to play from start to finish, you just won't have the time if you have any less than four hours. When you get into the Prophecy of Kings expansion, things change a little bit. But as I said before, the timestamp is in the show notes and we'll talk about Prophecy of Kings in just a little bit. So now that we've talked about this is a big, expensive, complex game that requires a huge group size, a lot of time investment, why would anyone ever enjoy it? Well, let me answer that. I'll tell you why I enjoy the game. My friends and I like Twilight Imperium because it tells a story. This is not space risk. And although you have fleets and armies down at the table, even though you have a ton of different options to take on the table, militaristic, diplomatic, political, technological, and even aggressively imperial decisions to make, this is a fun experience. There are 17 different factions in the base game, and whether you're a Timmy, Johnny, or Spike, or anything in between, you'll definitely find something that suits your needs. Even if you lose this game, which, if you're playing with six people, unfortunately five people are, the amount of time that it takes, the amount of work that you put in, the goals that you see achieved by you and the other people at the table feels earned. This game is rich in art and lore. It even has multiple novels and graphic novels coming out, and the universe is one that you can indulge yourself in throughout the entirety of a day. If you want to take a step away from reality and pretend that this board game is the most important thing in your life for one day and one day only, maybe every six months, then this is the right game for you. This game is important to me because it brought my friends together in a way that I never thought. When I first got Twilight Imperium, I definitely did not imagine that it would become such a ritual for us to play about every six months or so. And when Twilight Imperium is mentioned at this point, the idea of it excites almost everybody. And even the people that it doesn't excite definitely have fun when they actually sit down. There is always something for you to do in this game, and although entire rounds may take up to an hour each, which you may have anywhere from five to eight rounds in the game, each of those rounds feels unique, feels important, and there's constantly things going on. Is Twilight Imperium right for you? That's the ultimate question. If you want to invest a lot of time, money, less so if you want to split the price with your game group, but time, money, 
and brain power all into this game in order to create stories and have a ton of fun over the course of a day that you may have to use vacation time for. Yes, Twilight Imperium is right for you. Do you like Star Wars, Star Trek, Dune, Starship Troopers, or any one of these crazy sci-fi shows of the 80s? Well, then you'll love the aesthetics and enjoyment of Twilight Imperium 4th Edition. And I can guarantee that for most people, the 4th Edition is the best edition of this game, and the one that provides the most amount of interactivity and balances complexity with fun the best. So why is this episode, like, only two-thirds of the way over? Well, that's because we have to talk about POK! Welcome, everybody who skipped right to this point. If you have been sold on Twilight Imperium base game, then I'm about to sell you on Prophecy of Kings as well. The Prophecy of Kings expansion was introduced in 2020, a couple of years after the base game released for Twilight Imperium. And you may think, with 17 different factions, an entire day to play the game, and so much complexity within this box, why does it need an expansion? Especially one that pretty much doubles the amount of things going on. Well, I'm going to tell you. But first, we have to ask the same questions. Is it worth the price? Being that Twilight Imperium base game was $165 in MSRP, Prophecy of Kings is $110 in MSRP. And you cannot play Prophecy of Kings without having the base game. So this is a modular expansion. So in MSRP, if you're getting both of these, it's about $275 USD. I have been able to find Prophecy of Kings pretty reliably down to about 80 to 90 US dollars on things such as eBay or Amazon. Unfortunately, a lot of the time, Prophecy of Kings is low in print, so you may not be able to find it firsthand, but the secondhand market usually does a good job of keeping care of this game. So, is it worth that price? Well, I'd like to make the huge distinction. Have you already played Twilight Imperium? Yes, you could buy both at once, and I don't necessarily think that you shouldn't, because Prophecy of Kings feels a lot like it belongs with the base game, and doesn't add anything that doesn't need to be there. However, if you're just getting into this, do not know Twilight Imperium at all, don't buy Prophecy of Kings. Buy the base game, possibly convince your friends to split the price in order to try it out, and if you don't like it, you won't like Prophecy of Kings. This doesn't fix anything that you may have issues with in the base game. Instead, it delves deeper into the same mechanics that you'll find in that space opera. So what does Prophecy of Kings add for almost the same price as the base game. Well, the big thing is seven more factions. This brings the factions up to 24. Honestly, these factions are so much fun. They integrate themselves so nicely into the game. A couple of these absolutely are my favorites. If you're out there and you're a Mahakt fan, you are an absolute G. On top of these seven new factions, you also get leaders, and mechs for every new and existing faction in the game. These are four new cards, new abilities for you to be able to do, including the hero, which is a type of leader, and adds an ultimate ability into the game once you've scored three objectives. These are flashy, fun, and important to the interactivity of this game. Ultimately, the Prophecy of Kings expansion adds a ton of interactivity, and while we're on the topic of leaders, it adds agents. Agents are a type of leader that 
start the game unexhausted, and you can exhaust them every single round, or more in some cases, to be able to do a symmetric power to anybody in the game. A lot of these agents say that you can boost somebody in particular up, any player, including yourself. This means that you can sell these and be political about them, increasing the interactivity and the money of the game. There'll be a lot more things to spend that money on in this expansion, so in order to get there, you'll need more money, and a lot of these agents, commanders, and heroes, as well as even mechs, give you that. It's more options, more things to think about. It brings your options from 100 every time it comes around to you to about 200. And that, to me, is a ton of fun. You may have to start introducing a turn timer to some of those people who get analysis paralysis, however. On top of this, it also almost doubles the amount of cards that are already in the game. Factions, objectives, action cards, and all sorts of things are almost doubled in this sense. More of a good thing in this situation is better. It also heavily balances some of the unfun things in the base game, including the objectives. A lot of the objectives in the base game were completely non-interactive, and although it doesn't make it so necessarily eliminating players or anything like that becomes an option, the new objectives are definitely a ton more interactive and a ton of fun when it comes down to it. The biggest thing for me, however, is exploration and relics. Exploration is a thing that happens every single time you explore a planet. You take these cards and different random tiny effects happen. Now I know I know what you're saying, adding randomness into an already random game is bad, but however, this happens so early on in the game and doesn't really affect your long-term goal as long as you can successfully plan for that randomness. It adds a little bit of variety to everybody's gameplay without making it a completely random swing in a random direction. That may not be completely true about relics, but you need a bit of randomness in your life from time to time. So in total, it adds about two-thirds of the original game on top of that original game. Can you handle that? Well, how have you been handling the base game? If you're just thinking that you love this game, you absolutely adore TI4, then POK is just simply going to make it better. All of these things are integrated, however. They are not completely module. If you're only interested in the seven new factions, unfortunately, they add things that interact with the new abilities given to the old factions and all sorts of different abilities. If you really, really like exploration but can't stand the leaders or anything like that, this expansion might not be for you. You have to be fully committed to every aspect of this and get along with every aspect of it, at least to an extent, because everything talks to each other. This is a positive, though, because it doesn't feel like anything is just shoehorned in. Everything talks to each other in a way that makes it feel like it was always there in the first place, and after you play with the Prophecy of Kings expansion, it's going to feel weird going back to the base game. Actually, I never have. In bringing the interactiveness up, and the different things that can happen on your turn, it does bring the complexity, at least on board game geek standards, from 4.29 to 4.4. This is a little bit of a boost, but if you're already committed, I do suggest you commit all the way. So do I enjoy Prophecy of Kings? Well, I think you can tell that I do. Will your group enjoy Prophecy of Kings? I don't think that there are enough cons to Prophecy of Kings that outweigh the pros except for the price. If you're just having enough fun with Twilight Imperium 4, and you don't need anything else to have fun, then don't get POK. If you want that little bit more and are a completionist, like me, then it's absolutely worth it. 
One final thing I'd like to talk about is that Twilight Imperium 4th Edition is not being left behind. There may be big expansions in the future. There are also things called codexes, or codices, I think is the technical plural term. Right now there are three of them, and they're print and play documents on the Twilight Imperium website on fantasyflightgames.com. Dane Beltrami, the lead designer, is constantly adding more to the Prophecy of Kings expansion for Twilight Imperium. You do need the POK expansion in order to use these things, but it's a constant balance update as well as addition to more and more mechanics such as action cards or even an entirely new faction in Codex Volume 3. So although you may have to find a way to print and play these, just keep in mind that this game is constantly being supported, and there's a giant community of people who are fully committed to this game, including those in my Discord. So if you'd like to check those people out, go say hi by visiting CardboardCrashCourse.com and clicking on the little Discord button. I'd love to have you in and chat Twilight Imperium. So is Twilight Imperium 4th Edition, Prophecy of Kings, and the Codex is worth it for you? I think you know your answer by this point, and that answer is going to be different for everybody. So don't feel bad if you've gotten to this point and say no. Ultimately, I just hope to see you across the table from me battling for Mechatol Rex. I'd like to thank all of my patrons for helping me out in the creation of all of these videos and keeping me moving forward. All of my Crash Test Dummies, Crash Course Students, and my Crash Course Professor, Turtle Dude, thank you so much for keeping me going. If you want to become a patron, go ahead and check out CardboardCrashCourse.com on how you can help out and get a ton of benefits such as seeing YouTube videos early, voting on these episodes, and all sorts of other things. Please give me a rating, thumbs up or down on YouTube, or a 1 to 5 on your favorite podcast platforms. If this episode helped you out, absolutely give me a 5 star. If it didn't at all and you want me to improve, all the way down to 1 star is perfectly fine as long as you're honest. If you want to learn more about Twilight Imperium, visit my YouTube channel as I've done a faction guide on every single faction as well as a how to play in depth of the base game and Prophecy of Kings. Without further ado, have a fantastic rest of your day. Pax Magnifica, Bellum Gloriosum.